What up, what up, what up? Thank you for tuning in to this final episode of Asbrock Spangles Thoughts for the 2020 NFL season. My name is Chris Asbrock, and I am here to discuss, I don't even really know how much I'm going to get into it, the Bengals final game of the 2020 season, a 38-3 drubbing at the hands of the Baltimore Ravens from Paul Brown Stadium, the game that got the Ravens into the playoffs and the Cincinnati Bengals, they fell to 4 11 and 1. And like I said, I'm not going to really get into much on this game. I mean, this was, um, let, let's be honest, this was expected. Um, you know, this was a game that, you know, let's be honest, you, you weren't going to, this game wasn't going to play out any other way than what what we saw. Um, you know, it's, you know, there's been, um, you know, excitement of the momentum that the Bengals had over their last two victories. And, and this just completely changed it and, and and kind of set us all back to reality uh, at this point in time of what we're looking at um, as, you know, in, in all reality of what we're looking at uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals right now at this point in time. 38-3, to plain and simple. This was just, I mean, it was, this was a game that the Bengals had zero chance in winning. Um, this was a game that the Baltimore Ravens had everything to play for, win in the end, and the Bengals obviously had nothing. And going into it, uh, there was talk that, you know, the reports had come out that a couple Bengals coaches will not be there they would basically be be gone after this game. And um, you kind of looked at this game was kind of played that way anyway. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying Lou Anarumo could be one of those. You kind of look at, you know, you, you look at the entire picture here with this, and I, I don't know really what, you know, or where I stand on the Lou Anarumo thing. And I've said it before, and, in a couple of the a couple of the previous episodes, that Louis Anarumo has done a lot with very little. We have to remember that, um, you know. And, and a lot of people are saying after this game, uh, Lou's got to go. I mean, Bengals gave up 525 total yards, um, 24 first downs for Baltimore. Uh, we did get one turnover, but you know, this uh, you look at, you know, you look at the you look at this game, Lamar Jackson was 10 of 18 for 113 yards, uh, three touchdowns and the one interception. Um, J.K. Dobbins, 13 carries, 160 yards on the ground, uh, two touchdowns. Um, Boykin, Miles Boykin had uh, one reception for 43 yards there. Um, but in, in overall, you look at the you, you look at the way this game played out. Again, like I said, this was something that you had to expect, you know, this game to go one direction, and it did. Um, the Baltimore Ravens came out and thoroughly took it to the Cincinnati Bengals and did not let them get any hope, anything going whatsoever. Plain and simple. And it wasn't going to happen. Uh, this was just something that the, you know, we were just going to have to watch this game unfold and, and, and basically take our licks and, and go uh, from there. But, you know, when it comes to when it comes to this Bengals team, 
you look at, you know, it's this is just a, um, you know, you, you you look at everything and it's just it's so hard because you know you, you try you try to find some you know something really to move forward on with this and I mean you really can't let's be honest I mean how you're four eleven and one Bengals were three and five at home um, you know again this was a superior opponent that the Bengals faced they weren't going to win this game plain and simple um, you know now we have to shift our focus to the off season and what's going to go on from you know, where do we go from here, basically, type thing. And I, I still think if you if you look at the, the totality of the situation here, the the talent is there. You have to surround them with good with a good coaching staff. And I, I think um, you know, Zach Taylor, I mean, here's the thing. Zach Taylor, when we brought him on in two thousand eighteen, after Marvin Lewis was was let go. Um, or I should say 2019, so the beginning of, of last year, um, the the Bengals were behind the eight ball already in terms of bringing coaches in. Zach Taylor had to wait to, you know, the Bengals couldn't get him in until after the Super Bowl anyway. So you're looking, you're, you're already behind the eight ball there. So Zach Taylor was forced to bring in um, friends of his and guys that he knew, which let's be honest, most coaches are going to do that anyway. And so we, we know that. And, but there's a difference though. These guys were guys that weren't good enough to get the job done. Jim Turner, let's be honest. Nobody expects like, you know, Jim Turner to even remotely be, you know, worth anything here in terms of an NFL offensive line coach. He's got that reputation. It's not very good. And we've seen what he did here with this team. You know, he's one of the ones that's going to supposedly be let go. I'm fine with that. He's got to go. Now, here's the thing. if you, Depending on what moves are made, and we'll find out a little more. Uh, we've heard a couple names. Uh, Nick Eason was one. Um, there's a couple names. And like I said, Louie Anarumo, that's an interesting one. I still think... I'm fine with Anarumo coming back as long as we have a full complement of a healthy team defensively. Um, you're still looking at Mackenzie Alexander, um, you know, who's going to be who's a free agent. William Jackson, that's one that I think you look at maybe franchise tagging, bringing him back on a one-year deal, seeing how he plays with Trey Waynes, because I think you can. I think you're going to be able to bring back. Um, McKenzie Alexander. So you're going to have Trey Waynes. You're going to have Mike Daniels. You're going to have DJ Reader. These guys are going to be here. Our linebacking core is going to get a year, a year older. So that's good. These guys were young and experienced. Josh Bynes was the only one that uh, really was the only one that didn't have, a, you know, that had a, a load of experience. Um, you know, bringing in someone like the the full complement of guys. And that's the thing is we've had two years now under. Luana Rumo. So you're keeping that system intact now, and you bring in a full complement. Like I said, a, you know, bring in those guys, a healthy full set of, a healthy full set of players for that defense under that system. I think you're onto something there. 
Um, and I think that's something that we really have to think about instead of restarting things back over again and saying, you know, and, and figuring out how we're going to go from there. I think that's one thing you have to remember with that is the way it's gone. And like I said, yeah, I, it doesn't look pretty given up 500 plus yards of total offense. But again, what do you expect from some of these guys who know that, you know, their jobs are they're, they're done? This team played with very little motivation today, and you can kind of see it. That's on the coaches. And some of those guys knew that they were going to be gone anyway. So what do you expect from them? You know, and our guys are – the players are not going to tank. The players are going to go out there and bust their ass still. But it's going to come down to, um, you know, they're still going to go out there and make plays. You know, but it's, you know, it's kind of a catch-22 on that. Um, you know, when you look at, when you look at what's, you know, what's kind of going on so far, I think that there's a couple things that can be made here now, and I'm going to be doing more podcasts, um, hoping that we'll be able to get one with, um, uh, with Nick, uh, Nick Cimino, obviously he's one that you'll see comment on here as well. And, uh, he's, he's done a lot of stuff with us, um, as well. So hoping we'll be able to do a podcast in the off season, especially leading up to the draft on some of the, some of the moves that will be made and everything like that um, in terms of the coaching staff. Um, but we were talking today before the game even started. I think that there's a chance if you're able to bring in maybe like a Bill Callahan, bring him in, offer him a, an assistant head coaching job an upgrade and also an offensive line coaching job. Look at what he's done with the Cleveland Browns. Let's be honest, Callahan, and then you're going to reunite him with the son here, who's here as the offensive coordinator, even though he's just in title alone because Zach Taylor makes the, the play calls. Does Zach Taylor turn that over to Callahan and let Brian do the play calling? I'm fine with that too. But I think if you're able to bring in somebody like Bill Callahan to come in and then also bring on Willie Anderson, Willie Anderson is one that I would really heavily think about bringing on on this staff as, you know, somebody who, you know, to, to mentor this offensive line. Even if you can't bring in uh, like a Bill Callahan, something like that, bring on Willie. Willie Anderson is one of the greatest offensive linemen, you know, of his generation of play. Should be a Hall of Famer. And I would imagine he will be a Hall of Fame offensive lineman, which would be crazy because he'll be the second offensive lineman um, to go in as, and as a Cincinnati Bengal, we only the second Bengal to go in the Hall of Fame period. Um, but having somebody like that coaching your offensive line, that's what you want. Willie is a huge Bengals supporter still to this day. So with that being the case, look at bringing him on as your offensive line coach. It's already that is a major step, you know, forward and a major step above Jim Turner, who is complete garbage. Jim Turner is, it's just his guys alone. And we saw what happened when he plays his guys. We suck. So that's something to pay attention to. And I think that's something to look at uh, through the Bengals. Because, it, I mean, it, the reports were that um, the Bengals told Zach Taylor to to make the moves. Or they will be made from the, the higher-ups. And I, I put on Twitter how I interpret that is Katie Blackburn said, Zach, you're going to make these moves. If not, we will, and you're not going to like it because you might be one of those being let out the door. 
I like that. That's showing a little bit of uh, gusto there from the from the Bengals office. Like I said, this is something that you're not going to see from Mike Brown. That's why I've been saying all along, this is not a Mike Brown run team right now. This is Mike. Uh, this is Mike Brown being in the background and letting Katie and Troy run the show along with Duke Tobin. Now let's be honest. You go four eleven and one, and two and fourteen last season. Things, you know, somebody's got to take the fall, plain and simple. That's just, it has to happen. And, you know, moves had to be made after this offseason. You can't afford to go 2-14 and 14 last year, 4-11-1 this year, and keep everything intact. You, you can't do that. Simply cannot do that. And the Bengals are, are not doing that uh, from what we've, you know, we've been hearing. So moves are going to be made. But, you know, so it, it's time to look outside. Um and, you know, look at bringing in some of these experienced coaches because I think that's going to help out a lot. Um, I know one of the ones, I, you know, Al Golden is one of the names I've heard kind of could be gone. I would keep Al Golden. Yeah, he's our linebackers coach, I think. But he's a res- uh, well-respected coach with a lot of experience. I think that's one you need to have on your staff. And, you know, the more experience on your staff at this point in time, the better. Um, you know, that's only going to help Zach out. And I think that's what we have to be looking forward to right now at this point in time. Another move I would make, and Nick and I talked about, like I said, pre, uh, you know, before the game, look at bringing in TJ Hushmanzada as your wide receivers coach. You know, another Bengal so-called legend to come in and, you know, coach these wide receivers. There's some serious talent there coming up. And, you know, with AJ Green most likely gone, um, and I'll touch on that here in just a minute. And then obviously John Ross will be gone. Um, but you got to look at what might be coming, you know, what do the Bengals do in the draft? Do they, you know, do they address wide receiver in the draft in the, with the first pick? You're going to be fourth overall. Do you get Penny Sewell if he's there? Then great. Obviously you do. But if not, look at a Jefferson or, you know, Devontae, somebody like that. That's, I'm all for that. Give Burrow his weapons because you're going to address the offensive line regardless in the offseason. It's going to happen. They will. They have to. So with that being the case, you know, you want you want a guy who is well-respected here as well with this wide receiving core, you know, make the move. Go, go for it. And I think that's one thing that they can do. Um, you know, now – Kind of in terms of going back to the A.J. Green thing, A.J. Green, man, if this is his last game here in Cincinnati, um, it's a bummer. Uh, A.J. Green I definitely is going to go down as uh, one of the greatest, if not the greatest wide receiver in Bengals franchise history. Simply phenomenal. I mean, you, you've got to love everything he's he's been on and off the field. Obviously, off the field or on the field the last couple of years has been, you know, a little touch and go, um, injury riddled basically. But um, AJ Green, man, I tell you what, if this is it, um, just a damn shame. And, and thank you so much for all you've done um, for us here in Cincinnati. Because I tell you what, you were a lot of fun to watch, man. Just a lot of fun. And uh, if it is obviously the last time here, you know. I wish you nothing but success in the future because, you know, you don't deserve anything less than that. So, um, you know, even if the Bengals look at bringing him back on a one-year deal for, you know, five or six million, I know that won't happen. 
Um, but I'd be fine with that just to continue to keep him in here and just to even look over uh, the younger guys as well. I think that's something you can do. I know that's kind of crazy. A lot of people aren't going to be happy with that idea, but I can, I would be perfectly fine with that. Um, you know, plain and simple, you know, this was just, you know, this season has been completely, it's been, it's it, it it's a season fitting for the year 2020 is basically the only way to put it. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's been rough. Um, you know, there's only, there's only one way you can look at it. And it's like, well, surely to God, it's not going to be as bad next year or next season as it was this year. So that's how I'm going to go about it. Um, you know, there really isn't much to really discuss. This game, like I said, was a complete throwaway. Um, one I knew that we were going to get pounded on. I believe I said 34 to nine was my prediction uh, for the final score, and I was damn, I was pretty damn close on it. But um, again, you know, the Bengals had no shot in this game. We knew that going in. Um, it's just going to be really interesting now when it comes to the the moves that are going to be made here in the off season. Um, probably starting either we probably hear stuff tonight, uh, either tonight or tomorrow. Um, you know, obviously tomorrow is known as Black Monday, where you're going to hear a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of coaches get me uh, get me axe, um, and that's you know that's something it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of out of Paul Brown Stadium, and what you know and what guys are actually going to be returning, and what guys are going to be gone after this, and what guys are we going to be bringing in um, to help assist with uh, with Zach Taylor on his coaching staff. So uh, that's really all I'm going to really touch on this. I, it was kind of pointless in my eyes to really discuss this game. I mean, who, I mean, in all seriousness, who really wants to talk about um, Brandon Allen going six for 21 for 48 yards and two interceptions? Nobody really cares. Plain and simple. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot more to, to discuss, um, you know, here in the next coming, in the next couple weeks as we're going to look at what's, uh, what's actually going to be coming out of Paul Brown Stadium in terms of the, uh, the moves that are going to be made and stuff like that. So, um, with that being the case, uh, I'm just going to quickly wrap it up. I know I've rambled on for 18 plus minutes already, uh, but um, stay tuned. I will be back. Um, I'll probably do a. I'm, I might do one more for the Bengals here, um, but I'll be discussing you know more things coming up in the off season here, uh, especially as we lead into uh, the Reds, uh, their upcoming um, you know season. Hopefully that'll get rolling. Um, take a look at some of uh, the UFC events coming up. Um, pretty much it's, that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, again, the Bengals, you know, 4-11-1 to, to end the 2020 NFL season um, for them. So uh, with that being the case, I'm going to wrap it up. And I thank you guys so much for tuning in um, again this year. Um, I will be back uh, again next year. Uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter at I am Chris Asbrock and at IS Cincy on Twitter. And make sure you check out the website, impactsportscincinnati.wordpress.com. That is impactsportscincinnati.wordpress.com. Again, that's where all this stuff is posted. Make sure you also check out anchor.fm slash Chris Asbrock, where you can find the audio version of this podcast. Or you can subscribe to my YouTube page here, youtube.com slash Chris Asbrock. Other than that, that's about it. If you... um, you know, I, again, I, I thank you guys so much for, you know, for another season. There was, after the Joe Burrow injury, it was kind of pointless, so I skipped a couple episodes. 
Plainly because I just didn't really want to discuss it. I, I wasn't quite in the mood. It went through, uh, went to hell pretty quick. Um, but that's, you know, sometimes that's, you know, you just got to do it anyway. But, um, again, thank you guys as always though, for tuning in and, uh, and talking about these, uh, you know, the games with me and everything like that and commenting on them. I uh, truly appreciate the support. Um, and as always for your fitness needs, as we are all now looking to, uh, to better ourselves for 2021 and get into the, you know, the fitness part of it, make sure you check out fnxfit.com. That is fnxfit.com and use the promo code BDiesel for 15% off your purchase. That is promo code BDiesel. It's capital B, capital D, and then, you know, I-E-S-E-L for 15% off your purchase. That promo code does not work on subscription items, but they've got a lot of fantastic products. A lot of great stuff I would recommend. The um, the super greens are phenomenal. Proteins are amazing. So as always, make sure you check out fnxfit.com. That is fnxfit.com and use the promo code BDiesel for 15% off your purchase. Again, thank you guys so very much for another great season. Um, you guys checking, you know, checking me out on here. I truly, truly appreciate it. So with that being said, I will be back um, probably within the next couple of weeks uh, to kind of take a look back on the season, kind of go back and kind of um, take a look back real quick and, you know, say that kind of stuff there. So uh, stay tuned. Thank you guys, as always, for all your support. And I will be back relatively soon, I would say. But everyone take care and have yourselves a great start to your 2021. Take care, everybody.